0: I want to talk to you something, I believe it's practical, but about increase. When you said yes to Jesus, you became part of a kingdom. And the nature of that kingdom is to influence the world. The nature of the kingdom is to influence the world. So remember what Jesus preached he said repent for the kingdom of god is at hand the meaning of repentance is change your mind it comes from the greek word metanoia change your mind repentance does not mean remorse we think repentance is remorse you know if i cry to god if i can manipulate god with my tears somehow you know repentance has nothing to do with that repentance just means change your mind change your thinking so jesus said If you can change your thinking, you can reach or you can take the kingdom of God is within your reach, is within your grasp. Yeah. So the agenda of Jesus was to establish God's kingdom. So when Jesus died and he rose again, he established his kingdom. Where is the kingdom? Where is the kingdom of God? Luke 17, 21 says, the kingdom of God is not here or there. The kingdom of God is in the midst of you. It's within us. Amen? So, we are not waiting for the kingdom to come one day. We're waiting. We're not waiting for the kingdom to come, but we are waiting for the kingdom of God that Jesus established to influence the entire earth. Does that make sense? Yeah? So... When you became part of the kingdom, the nature of the kingdom is to increase, is to influence the world. No matter how dark the room is, the moment you switch the lights on, darkness has to flee. Light will always overpower darkness. No matter how faint the light is, it will still overpower darkness. Because light has a potential to overcome and overpower. So you are part of a kingdom that has a potential to overcome, overpower, to increase. Amen. So I want to talk to you about increase. You should increase because you are in the kingdom of increase. If you're part of the ministry, if you're part of a business, if you have a business or if you are in a, in a corporate, your salary It should increase. Your salary should increase. It should be more than what it was last year. Your business profits should increase. It should be more. Your business, your ministry should increase. It should increase because you are part of a kingdom that only increases. Deuteronomy 28, the blessing of the Lord shall come upon you and shall overtake you. And this blessing shall only take you up. You are meant to go up. There's the blessing of God in your life that has the potential to take you up. Jesus told this parable, the parable of five talents. Have you heard the parable of talents? Where a master, just before he leaves, he gives five talents to one, two talents to another, and then one talent to another person. The five talents makes the guy who received the five talents, he makes another five. The guy who received the two talents makes another two. The one who got one talent, he was so fearful, afraid. What he did was he did not do anything with the talent. He put that money in the ground. Talent here is money. Okay, it's not your talent, you know. It's money. Uh, In fact, um, I was doing like a monetary value The monetary value of one talent is 20 years worth of salary. So, let's do this. Uh, A corporate person at an average earns 3.5 lakhs. Average? Minimum? Yeah. Yeah? Or let's say 3 lakhs. Let's be more conservative. 3 lakhs a year. 3 lakhs into 20 is 60 lakhs. So, I'm just telling you mathematics just for you to understand. One talent is 20 years worth of salary. So, what Jesus... What the master gave to that one guy with one talent, we think, oh, he only gave one talent. No, that was a lot of money. But what he did was he dug a hole and he buried it. And when the master came, he said, I knew you would ask me, so I did not do anything. Here it is. But look at the master's response. I want you to see this. Matthew 25, verse 26. Now, church, this is what I want you to learn before we begin. You should bring your Bible. Don't be dependent on the screen. Bring your Bible. Okay? Matthew 25 verse 26. Are you with me? But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. In the kingdom, if you don't increase, you are wicked. Let me say that again. In the kingdom, if you don't increase, you are wicked. Wicked. It's wickedness not to increase. It's okay, I'm living my life. Uh, It's okay, I'm, I'm not harming anybody. No, if you're not increasing, you're the most selfish person on this kingdom. Because the potential that you have in the kingdom is to increase and when you're not utilizing it, you are being wicked. The master calls you wicked. Unfaithful in the kingdom is not to increase. That should stir up some fire within you. See, when God blessed Adam, Genesis 1 verse twenty eight says, and God blessed them. And he said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue and take dominion over everything. God blesses you so that you can take dominion. God does not just bless you so that you could have a nice car. God does not just bless you so that you can wear Nike Jordans. God blesses you so that you can take dominion. Dominion is our mandate. So the dominion begins with being fruitful. Being fruitful means bring forth. Where does it it come? From within, bring forth. Fruitful means to bring forth. Here's my question. When a mother has a child who blessed that mother with a child. Who blessed, the word is blessed. Who blessed the mother with a child? God. God blessed the mother with the child. But how did the child come? Through her. My friends, what God cannot get through you, he cannot get to you. We are thinking, we are thinking in our mind that the future will come to us one day. But the future is coming through you. If you don't allow God to bring the future through you, the future will not come to you. One day when I have $10 million, I'll do that. You will keep waiting for that one day. When I have enough money, then I'll go go for missions. No. You have to allow God to work through you. Being fruitful means bring forth. Bring forth. You are meant for increase, but how will the increase come if you don't increase yourself from within? The only increase that happens to you is the only increase that comes through you. Amen? That takes work. We don't mind having an incremental salary. Nobody minds that. But everybody has a problem to study more, to be equipped more, To get skillful more. No, that we can't do. We just want more salary. It's a slave mindset. Say with me, slave mindset. Do you know if there's one thing that Jesus compares God with, that's not the devil. It's with money. You can either serve God or you can serve money. If you're not growing, most likely... You're you're serving the wrong person. Let me clear some basics. Come with me. Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25 verse 14. We're looking at the parable of the talents. Matthew 25 verse 14. For it will be like a man going on a journey. Underline the word it or highlight it. What is it? For it will be. You need to ask yourself questions. What, What is it? What is Jesus talking about? He's talking about the kingdom of heaven because verse one, he begins with the kingdom of heaven is like. So he's continuing that teaching. So when he's saying for it, it means the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. When God called Adam, he blessed him. He said, be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth, take dominion. He entrusted mankind with his property. What is his property? What is the property that God has entrusted us with? Earth. Earth. We are so overly spiritual that we somehow want to get to heaven. But God wants you to possess the earth first. If you can't possess the earth, why on earth are you going to heaven? Jesus said the meek shall inherit the earth, not heaven. Earth. God has entrusted his property to us and the question is, are we faithful? When God gave Adam the authority over earth, it was so that earth will look like heaven. So that God's will that is in heaven, God's will that is done in heaven will be done on the earth. What, what, what do we pray? Our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name, that your kingdom come, not we will come. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, the responsibility that we have received as part of the kingdom mandate is that the earth becomes like heaven. Remember the parable of the east that Jesus spoke about the kingdom. The kingdom of God is like an east, even though it's minute. If you put the yeast in the in a pot of flour, the yeast will infect the entire flour. You are meant to infect the world, not to be infected by the world. That's a mandate. God wants to make earth like heaven. Let's read the next verse. To one he gave five talents. To another two. To another one. To each according to his ability. Then he went away. God will bless you as per your ability to manage. You want to increase? God can only give you the increase that you will manage. Is that right? God can only give you as per you manage. You know, in the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000, the word says in John 6 that Jesus multiplied as much as the people wanted. So your ability to manage... Your expectation. The third one is, do you have a channel prepared for God to give you increase? You know, we all talk about Jesus multiplying five bread, two fish. But what we don't see is, before he distributed the bread, he asked the people to sit in groups of 50. Why? He was going to multiply five bread, two fish to 5,000 people. Why did he ask them to sit in groups of 50? He was setting order setting order. Do you know that growth is automatic? You don't have to do anything to grow. Growth is automatic. Anything that is healthy will grow. But what is not automatic is ordered growth. Unordered growth is chaos. You don't like this? I'm sorry. In fact, for the meek who will inherit the earth, you should do a study on the word meek. It means a person who has self-restraint, who is disciplined. Not somebody who's like, yeah, yeah, walk all over me. No, that's not meekness. Meekness is self discipline restraint. Anything that you touch will grow. Your business will grow, your ministry will grow, your life will grow. But the question is, does it grow in an orderly manner? You want your finances to grow, are they in order? Are they in order? Because if they are not in order, God cannot increase that because you don't have the ability to manage the increase. You know, for most of us, God purposely does not bless us with more because the increase will crush us. So in His grace, He limits He limits us from accessing that. Okay? So how does God bless you? As per your ability to manage. Everybody loves this statement. God calls the unqualified. Right? But do you know, God only thrones the qualified. God calls the unqualified for sure. But God only thrones the qualified. Because He'll not just put any Tom, Dick, and Harry on the throne. Because they are representing God. Amen. Good message, bro. Next verse. Verse 16. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them. And he made five talents more. The NIV says that he put his money to work and gained five more talents. So don't work for money. Let money work for you. You work for God's purpose. Let money work for you. You know, here's the thing. Money is not a good master, but money is a good servant. If you let money decide your life, money will ruin you. You will remain limited in your life. But if you become the master of money and let money work for you, money is a good servant. You know? How wealthy people become wealthy? Because they let money work for them. They don't work for money. It's the middle class and the poor that works for money. Don't work for money. Work for God's purpose. Work for the purpose that God has blessed you. And then use money to work for you. Purpose attracts prosperity. Purpose attracts prosperity. Amen? So if you don't have purpose, prosperity will not come. What is your purpose? Do you have a purpose? Now let's jump to verse 20. So the master gave everybody the money and now the master comes back. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more another word for deliver is entrust so the guy who made five talents more he knew it was not his money he knew it was whose money the master's money it is his money the money that is in your bank account it's his money the money that is in your purse the money that you have invested everywhere it is his money his money has the potential to increase to always tell yourself this is not my money it is his money. His money. So I need to be faithful. I need to be a good steward of his money. Every time, me and Betty, when we make like a, you know, big expense, we ask ourselves, is this something that the Lord wants us to do? Because it's not our money. Whose money is it? His money. So if the Lord's permission is not in it, don't get it. Don't buy it. It's his money. Amen? Amen? his money. We are stewards of his resources. Next verse 21. His master said to him well done good and faithful servant you have been faithful over a little I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Now this master says because you've been faithful with little I'll give you more. If you're faithful with little God will give you more. You know, we want God to meet us in our faith when we are not even faithful in the little that we've received. Lord, I'm believing for more and I'm, you know, increase, and oh, I declare and I confess the blessing of the Lord shall come upon us and overtake us. Oh, I shall only go up. But are you faithful with the little that God has blessed you? Because before God meets you in faith for the increase, God wants to meet you in your faithfulness. Let me say that again. That's good, man. If God... If God has to meet you in your faith, God first wants to meet you in your faithfulness. What has he blessed you? What is it? Has has he blessed you with a house? How well are you taking care of the house? Oh, but it's a rented property, but still you're living in it. How well are you taking care of it? Do you clean your room? God has given you a car. You're, You're praying for BMW, but you can't take care of this car. It looks like as dirty as hell. How faithful are you with what God has blessed you? If you are faithful in the little, you will be entrusted with more. Faithfulness in the kingdom promotes us to become partners in the kingdom. When this master said, Enter into the joy, enter into the joy of the master, it means become my partner. Because you become you've been so faithful in the five talents and you've multiplied it. Now become my partner partner when you are faithful in the little that God blesses you God makes you his partner you you become promoted amen either the word is so good faithfulness in the kingdom promotes us to become partners in the kingdom so here are some practical wisdom on how to increase okay are you ready practical wisdom first become a problem solver there are two kinds of employees in every company. One who solve the problems, one who create those problems. So don't be the ones who create problems. Become a problem solver. Become a problem solver. Don't ask for more money. Ask for more problems that you can solve. Online folks, don't ask for more money. Ask for more problems that you can solve. Become a problem solver. Second one, have a mind of innovation. Be innovative. If you want to be different, it begins by thinking different. You cannot be different if you don't think different. Be innovative. Think out of the box. What is innovation? Innovation is thinking creatively. Innovation is using what already exists to come up with something new. Innovation is to use what already exists to come up with something new. Now, let me ask you something. In the time of Moses did they have all the parts to build an aeroplane? In the time of Moses, did they have all the parts to build the aeroplane? The parts that is required to build an aeroplane, was that already existing in the time of Moses? Yes. They just didn't have the knowledge. Because they didn't have the knowledge, God had to part the Red Sea. Now God doesn't part the Red Sea. Why? Because we have the knowledge and the technology. You see? It took two brothers to think out of the box and to use what God had already blessed them and to make something new. Innovation is not making something out of thin air. Innovation is making something with which already exists but you think differently and you make something new out of it. I was hearing a story about this guy George Washington Carver. He was an ex-slave, a black guy in America and he had such a close relationship with the Lord, like a friend, he would go to the Lord and he would ask him questions. And one day, George Washington Carver asked God this question, what can I make out of a peanut? And God said, what do you want? He said, can I make milk out of it? And God said, how many types of milk? George Washington Carver made 300 products out of a peanut. 300 products out of a peanut. He made made more millionaires, influenced a lot more people to become multi-millionaires than any school or organization has done. Amen. God doesn't give you the chair. He gives you the tree. If you can see the chair, you can have the chair. It's all about mindset, being innovative. You know, I was seeing this meme on Instagram and the meme was one person He falls in a ditch. It's a big ditch. He tries to climb out of it. He's not able to climb out of it. He falls in the ditch. And he asks the Lord, Lord, deliver me. Just as soon as he prayed, a tree falls down in the ditch. And he's like, oh man, God, I asked you to deliver me and now this tree has fallen. This is, what will I do now? And he's upset because it's like one problem after the other. Same story. Another person falls into a ditch. He prays, Lord, deliver me. Same thing happens. A tree falls down into the ditch. He makes a ladder out of the tree and gets out and says, thank you, Jesus. It's all about mindset. Be innovative. Think different. What one person sees as a challenge, the other person sees as an opportunity. Change your mindset. Be innovative. That's why my third point is don't complain. Don't complain. Because if you complain, complaining chokes your creativity. Don't complain. Every challenge is an opportunity for you to grow. Can I say this? Every challenge is an opportunity for you to grow. Every challenge is promotion knocking at your door. We want to escape challenges. We don't like to be challenged. But just imagine if David hadn't killed that lion. If he hadn't killed that bear, which was a challenge. As a shepherd boy, do you think he would have killed the Goliath? What everybody saw a challenge, he saw the king's daughter. Everybody was like, how can we kill this giant who's 10 feet tall? He was like, what will I get if I kill the 10 feet giant? Every challenge in your life is a God-given gift for you to promote you. What is a challenge? What is a challenge? There's no challenges. There are only opportunities. Jesus did not see any challenge. He was like, oh, my He saw every challenge and saw an opportunity to reveal God's purpose. So, when sick people came, he prayed for them. Sick became healed. They spread the gospel faster. He would still say, Hey, please don't tell anybody. They'll still go ahead and speak. Jesus never spent money on ads. Every challenge is an opportunity. So, stop complaining, be innovative. In fact, when you face a challenge, take it to the Lord and be like, Lord, I know this is something that you're doing to bless me, but I don't see it. Help me see it. Don't pray so that the Lord will take that challenge away. Don't escape from challenges. See, Jesus told his disciples, you will have tribulation. Say with me, you will have tribulation. But you will overcome them. If you're coming to church somehow, you know, like the person who goes to the bar after a tough day at work, wants to drink off and numb his feeling because he wants to escape challenge, if that's your attitude of coming to church so that you can get spiritually high and ignore all the problems that is coming at you, you're missing the point. Spiritual strength is to become an overcomer in your challenge, not to escape your challenge. It's to become an overcomer. We're not ignoring our challenges, but we want to be strengthened so that we can overcome every challenge is an opportunity for you to grow so you ask lord how are you blessing me write down all the challenges that you are facing that's how god is blessing you god build my patience lord i want to be more patient what will he do he'll bring more irritating people <laughs> lord i want to grow in love yeah what will god do we think you know as a boy when i used to pray lord i want to i want to love i thought god will bring uh, you know some Beautiful angels, which finally God did. But before that, before that, I had to meet some demons from hell. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm not talking to any one of you. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Every, every, every challenge, every problem is an opportunity for us to grow. I want you to understand that. Don't escape. Don't try to put Put away those challenges. Every challenge is an opportunity for you to grow. So stop complaining. Be innovative. Ask the Lord. Ask the Lord, where am I missing it, Lord? Where am I missing? Help me see it. Help me see it. Help me see the blessing in this opportunity. Help me see the blessing in this challenge. Amen. Fourth point, honor. Always carry an attitude of honor. Especially those who are an authority. Respect them. Don't try to tear them apart. Respect them. Because here's the thing. What you honor is what you attract. What you dishonor is what you repel. So if you see a successful man in the industry that you want to be successful in and you dishonor them, you are repelling that success. Let me say that again. If you see a person who is excelling in the industry that you want to excel in and you dishonor them for whatever reason, you're repelling that success. What you honor is what you attract. What you dishonor is what you repel. Respect. Fifth point. Love to serve people. Love to serve people. Don't think of profit first. Think on how to effectively serve people. Because if you only think of profit, you'll become a Taskmaster. You'll become a you know a strict taskmaster. Profit will come as we effectively serve people. Love to serve. Love to serve as you work. Now in, in especially in the corporates, we don't care about serving. We just want to do our assignment. No. Love to serve. Love to serve your bosses. Put an extra go an extra mile. Put that extra effort to show that you care, that you're serving them, that you love to serve them. Love to serve people as you work. Don't just finish your assignment, be a computer and switch off when you go back home. Love to serve. Don't only think about your salary. Love to serve. Build in an attitude to love. Sixth point, fellowship, fellowship. I think King Solomon said in Proverbs, if you want to be wise, walk with wise people. Fellowship. Walk with great minds. Walk with great minds. Wrong fellowship can cause wrong mindset. If you're in wrong company, it'll cause wrong mindset. So walk with great minds. (sighs) Amen. Now, what what is the advantage of having a good fellowship? A good fellowship will keep challenge you, keep challenging you mentally. It will stretch your mindset. Because where what your mind cannot see, your hands cannot possess. What your minds cannot see, your hands cannot possess. Now, just imagine with me. <clears throat> Can you imagine having a jet plane? Yeah, yeah. Saying that is easy but how you make a concrete plan to get there is when you journey with people who have already done it, then it becomes more concrete. Then your mind begins to see more clearly that you're getting there. So any impossible task, any impossible blessing that you want to receive, see somebody who has already received it, walk with them, and then your mind will begin to expand because it begins to be challenged. Every, understand something, every association Listen to this. Every association will either add to you or subtract you. Every association that you have with people will either add to you or subtract from you. So you be very careful with whom you fellowship. Be very careful. Next point. Increase capacity. Seventh point. Increase capacity. So if I pour water... Uh, in this glass, how much can it carry as much as the capacity of this glass is? So if you want to increase more, you need to increase your capacity to receive more. You have to take personal responsibility for your growth. Nobody else can do that for you. Your parents took care of you till a certain age. Now it is your responsibility to grow. You need to grow personally. You have to develop yourself personally. So the one person whom you need to invest the most is yourself. You have to increase your capacity. Now, how do you increase capacity? By reading books, going for seminars. In India, nobody wants to pay for seminars. But they don't mind spending 500 rupees to eat that hamburger that you will, yeah. It just shows where our priorities are. You want to increase capacity? Be hungry to learn. Be hungry for knowledge. Read books. Systematically learn. The problem with YouTube is there's no systematic learning. Everything is out there. So you don't know, you know, from where to start. The best way to approach it would be systematic learning. Learn systematically. Gather knowledge. Be hungry. So whatever field that you are in, I'm not just talking about spiritual knowledge, whatever field that you are in, you want to grow, you need to grow in your technical knowledge as well. When was the last time you read a book which increases your capacity in the technical field that you are in? We have nurses here, we have doctors here, we have lawyers here, we have uh, corporate people, sales, marketing. I'm asking you, when was the last time you actually read a book which will increase your capacity? Be hungry, be hungry, be hungry to learn, right? So what are the seven points? First, become a problem solver. Don't be a problem creator. (laughs) <laughs> Become a problem solver. Do you know any boss does not like to hear problems? If you go and say, oh, sir, we encountered this problem. It's not a good thing to you know be uh, applauded for. Nobody likes problems. But if you say, hey, this was a solution that we created for a problem, that will get you, get his attention. That will put a spotlight on you. Become a problem solver. Become a problem solver. The second one, have a mindset. Have a mind of innovation. Be innovative. Third, don't complain. This, you need to say it. Don't complain. Tell, Use your name. Sam. Don't say Sam. Say your name. Yeah? <laughs> Sam, don't complain. don't complain. You know why? Because complaining chokes creativity. Don't complain. Be innovative. Don't complain. Next, honor people, honor people, honor people. When I, when, I, when I say honor people, it's not just honoring people who are above you, honor, honor everybody. Because you never know who the next Steve Jobs is, I'm just saying. You, you never know whom you're talking to. You don't know the potential of that person. So honor them, maybe you can learn something from them. You know, this, this year we went to 10 cities for doing Blessed Life Conference. And different churches we went to, you know, we encouraged them, we strengthened them. But every time I went out to preach, I I knew there was something that I could learn from that church, or there was something that I could take back from that city. But if I had come there, oh, I'm just here to, you know, just here to teach, come with that attitude, I will miss out on what I could learn in that very moment. Honor, honor, honor people. Don't just see the Uncut diamond and you know, push them. An uncut diamond has a lot of potential. A lot of potential. So honor people. Look beyond. Look beyond what you see in the physical. See the potential. Amen. I'm just saying. Just just hear me out. If you could see the Christ in them. Somehow your eyes had the capacity to see the Christ in the other person would you still dishonor them the way you do? Regardless of how they behave, regardless of how short-tempered they are, regardless of all their issues, would you still dishonor? Honor people. Next, love to serve people. Love to serve people. We are all about people. More than money, more than profit, we are about people. Love to serve people. Love to serve it's like in the little things, you know, it, it's probably taking a glass of water. You know what Jesus said? To these little ones, even if you give a glass of water, you shall be blessed. The problem is, we only want to do the big things. You know, Betty keeps asking me for flowers, and I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, if I need to give her flowers, it needs to be a big gesture. And because I'm always keeping the expectations so high, I never do it. But probably what she wants is just one flower. So it's in the little things. Say with me, little things. Little things. Serve people in the little things. It does not always has to be the big gesture. Just the little things. You know, somebody was walking and you know something fell off. You pick it up. Don't... Hey. It's in the little things. Love to serve people in the little things. When somebody is finishing up, it's it's not it's it's not, you know, it's you you're not being insecure, you're not being low by taking their plates. In the little things, love to serve people. Next, fellowship. This is powerful, guys. Fellowship is powerful because if you are fellowshipping with people who are on fire, you'll automatically be on fire. If you're fellowshipping with people who are always passionate for God's kingdom, you will automatically be passionate for God's kingdom. Fellowship is very powerful. That's why I encourage you to be part of small groups. Be part of small groups. If for some reason you can't be part of small groups, you need to have godly friends. And you need to make an intentional choice to stay connected to them. God, if you bring, then I'll do it. No, you do it. Do you eat? Does God bring you the food and then only you eat? Or do you intensely eat? you Right? So intensely make a choice to fellowship. Hey Amen. Every association adds to you or subtracts from you. But here's the thing. We can't be isolated from the world. So there are so many avenues where we are being subtracted. There's so many toxic avenues, right? Most of it we can't ignore. Because there are some atmosphere that we have to because it's part of our job. It's part of our routine. That's why you have to intentionally make a choice where you get yourself enrolled in associations where you can increase. Amen? Okay. Next point. Increase capacity. Increase capacity. Don't just wait for God to bless you with $10 million. Increase capacity. God will do that. God will do that if the purpose requires it. Increase capacity. How do you increase capacity? Learning learning being hungry amen when i say increased capacity i'm not just talking about spiritual knowledge guys i'm really talking about the lord has put you in a field because i don't want tomorrow everybody to become pastors in the kingdom we need engineers we need marketing guys we need we need all kinds of people if everybody becomes a pastor who's going to make bake that pastry who's going to cook the food Okay? Kingdom is not a kingdom full of pastors. We need everybody. So your profession, what you have learned is important. It's important for the kingdom. How do you know when the new Jerusalem comes you'll be the engineer who actually makes the the Jerusalem city? Will you wait till then to learn? Learn now. Be proficient in your skills. Be proficient. Increase your knowledge. Increase your technical knowledge. Be skillful. Be diligent. Become diligent. That practical enough for you? okay okay now just one thing a sauce secret sauce that adds to all of this is your time with the holy spirit your time with the holy spirit your time with god we want to do we want to do all of this and we want to increase in every aspect of our lives but it comes from our quiet time with the holy spirit You know, the Holy Spirit can give you ideas. Can give you creative ideas. Can give you innovative ideas. Don't think that everything that is meant to be found, everything that is meant to be invented has been invented. No, there's so much that God has. But He's waiting for people who are willing to listen. In your quiet time with God, God will reveal mysteries of the kingdom. When I talk about mysteries of the kingdom, I'm not just talking about spiritual mysteries. I'm talking about innovative ideas technology who gave technology god gave amen so spend time with the lord spend time with the lord ask the lord lord what are the dreams that you want me to dream about what how do you envision the earth how can i how can i fulfill your plan what is the idea give me an idea oh god give me a crazy idea go back to him Ask him, give me a song. Give me a song to write if you're a musician. If you're not a musician, yeah, I mean, yes, you still can ask for a song. But ask the Lord, I'm saying, ask the Lord, Lord, how how can I how can I improve myself in the responsibilities that I have? What more can I do? How can I add more value? I go to this office, how can I increase? How can I effectively represent the kingdom being in this place? That comes from your personal relationship with Jesus. Spend time with the Lord. And you know what's one thing about the Holy Spirit? If you ask Him questions like a friend, He'll talk to you like a friend. He'll give you answers. How do I do stock market? Telling you, He'll give you answers. He'll lead you. He'll lead you. He'll give you. He'll tell you, do this, do that. Can I share one thing? You know, when I finished my engineering, the first thing I did was I started a company because I thought I could not work under somebody. I started a company. The first year went through a loss, major loss. Second year went through a major loss again, which was double from the last time. I was smart enough, I quickly realized I can't do it. What did I do? I served somebody else. I became an employee. And I learned a lot from that experience. And that is when God called me for full-time ministry. When God called me for full-time ministry, I left everything. I left all my technical skills. I left all the business knowledge that I had, my managerial skills, everything. I left everything and I stepped into full-time ministry. And then God tells me, start a business. And I'm like, "No, God, I can't handle loss again. But you know, this time when I started a business, we have only seen going up So a couple of years late, you know a couple of years later one day i had this idea oh man i need to increase my business so let me market my business a lot so i tried to learn marketing as much as i could and start sending emails after emails getting you know building a database you know how much business i got zero i got frustrated one month of toiling I get really frustrated and I'm like I get so discouraged two weeks I don't work at all because I'm discouraged I'm actually discouraged I lose my strength I'm lying on the bed and I ask the Lord Lord where did I go wrong that's the first time I'm asking the Lord in six weeks the Lord said Sam who told you to start the business I said you did Sam who has brought the business so far I said you did Sam, can you trust me to bring the business? Since then, I made an intentional choice. I'm not going to get into marketing. I'm not going to get into sales. God is my business partner who brings the sales. Because that's not what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be good at what I learned and be good at my technical ability. Why am I doing something that is not my cup of tea? He told me to do it. He'll bring the business. And you know, the moment I surrendered, business started flowing in. You know, we we used to build websites for our clients. We didn't have our own website for two years. How did the business come? God brought in the business. Every business that we got was through word of mouth. But every business that came in, came in, stayed with us. And is still staying with us. God is literally my partner who brings in the business. So maybe you're not supposed to do what you're not supposed to do. Trust the Lord. Why are you struggling? Why are you striving? Trust the Lord. Ask the Lord. Lord, how can I do this? You're my business partner. You're my senior partner. And and the beauty about God being the business partner, the beauty is He only takes, He only is asking 10% of what you earn. Who who does that? He takes most of the load. He is the most creative. He gives you the most innovative ideas. And all that He asks is, Return 10%. Who does that? Amen. Build your personal relationship with Jesus. Not just for spiritual things. For everything that is in your life. How do I teach my children? How do I impart wisdom? How do I impart integrity? How do I... Just, just be practical with Jesus. You know why Christianity does not seem practical? is because we don't involve Jesus in our practical living. Involve him. Get him to your workplace. Get into your. Get him into your cabin. Get him into the, you know, when you open your computer. Get him through all the browsers that you browse through and see what God speaks to you. See what God speaks to you. You know, there are, there are times when we've finished a product for somebody, for our client, and we pray over that product. It's a digital product. It's not something that we can even touch. It's a digital product. We pray over it and we pray, let Lord, whoever sees this product, their life will be blessed. Amen. Those are ideas that God gave us. What you see today has been brought forth. It has not come to us. It has been brought forth. All that you see, every cable over here is labeled. Everything is organized. You won't see any cable loitering around. It has been brought forth. How? In our relationship. It's heavenly ideas. Amen. You can do it. I want to say you can do it. In fact, the one in you can do it. Amen. Amen. Ready to influence the world? Amen. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us. We thank you, Lord that you are so faithful. Lord, this is our prayer that we'll stop complaining and we'll start seeing the goodness. We'll start seeing the opportunity in every challenge. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation to look beyond, to look beyond the physical challenges and to see the spiritual opportunities and the blessings that you have for them. Open their eyes, illuminate their eyes, Lord. Give them... Give them heavenly ideas, ideas of heaven, ideas of the kingdom, innovative ideas, creative ideas. I speak right now in the name of Jesus that you would bless them with a kingdom burden, kingdom led purpose in their lives that they don't look satisfaction in the things that they buy and in the materialistic possession but they look satisfaction in the things in the purposes of god and the plans and and the plans and dreams the lord has put in their hearts help them to see beyond help them to see beyond the lord bless them Lord. bless them bless them bring forth bring forth If God cannot get through you, he cannot get it to you. He wants to get it through you. Bring forth. Bring forth. Bring forth. Bring forth. Be fruitful. Be fruitful. Take dominion. Father, we thank you for your word. We receive your word. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.